Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today's message wraps up the lessons on the book of Acts that we reflected on through the summer. And the book of Acts is a, um, a book of doing and action. Um, the Old Testament lesson reveals what happens when God's people give up and don't care and lose faith. And the, the New Testament lesson from uh, the gospel um, speaks about persistence and uh, keeping on trying and repeating. Um, and so today, uh, you get a repeat message, in a sense, from the uh, chapter of uh, Acts, verse 8. And uh, we see that um, we cannot give up on God, oh, and God does not give up on us. But if we turn our backs on him, um, life is just not going to be the same. We pray. Eternal Father, we gather to be renewed through the power of the word. Send your Holy Spirit into our hearts that we might receive your word and be led to the truth. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. And greetings to all those in the Fellowship Paul, who are worshiping this morning, as well as all of those people who are joining us on television. It is great uh, to be joined together through the Word of God. A long time ago, before I was even in high school, my dad took me blackberry picking. And we went out to the woods of central Illinois. It was summer. The usual hot, humid, sultry weather of central Illinois, a lot like the weather that we experienced Monday and Tuesday. But something unforgettable happened. As we were picking blackberries, I acquired jiggers. Now, a jigger is a pinpoint-sized little black bug that crawls on your skin and bites and digs in. Maybe you call this a little pest a sand flea. And maybe you have not had the experience of, uh, of such a bug problem. But whatever you call it, the problem is still the same. The insect burrows into your skin and causes a terrible itch. And the insect indeed likes that area underneath your belt where things are nice and tight against the body. And when the weather is hot and humid, the itch is all that much worse. I was miserable for about a week. I looked up itch on the internet. Wikipedia offers the following. Itch is a sensation that causes the desire to scratch. And you have all experienced that. Itch has resisted attempts to be classified as any one type of sensory experience. And modern science has shown that the itch has a lot of similarities to pain. Both are unpleasant sensory experiences but the behavioral response is different. 
Pain causes us to relax, to, I mean, to, um, to withdraw, to want to get away, um, not to experience whatever uh, the problem is. The itch causes us to scratch. It is a reflex. You don't even have to think about it in order to itch. You know, if you itch, you just automatically start to scratch. It's a reflex. And, and you know, it's just going to happen. So you itch and you scratch. And sometimes you scratch and then you itch more. You itch and you scratch. And if I scratch enough, uh, I probably can get all of you to join with me. You may say, you know, that's all well and good and most interesting, but does it have to do anything with spiritual life? Simply put, as uh, Pastor Steve mentioned uh, a few weeks ago, the Ethiopian uh, in the lesson had an itch he could not scratch. He was reading the Word of God, but he didn't understand what it meant. He was trying to scratch, in a sense. He was trying to learn. He was trying to get into what, what God's message was, but it didn't do any good because he could not comprehend what the text was talking about. And so Philip was inspired by the Holy Spirit to stand by. You and I can have the same problem. The world around us certainly has the problem to help curtail the itch of jiggers. My mother gave me calamine lotion to smear over the itchy area, and it helped somewhat. But if you disregarded the help of the lotion and scratched anyway, it seemed to lose its effectiveness. The itch that we consider today is the quest to discover the meaning and the value of life. For many people, the itch is an inborn search for God, a desire to find greatness and importance in life, a, a search for something outside of ourselves that um, makes us feel worthwhile or important. I remember from a college sociology class that people everywhere, no matter where they live, in the deepest jungle or in the driest deserts or the coldest climate have an inborn desire to worship. Every culture anywhere in the world has a form of God that they try to worship. And as a result, there is a lot of itching and scratching going on as people try to discover what is true for their life. And the harder the world scratches, the greater the, the world itches. The problem only gets worse. When people try to answer for themselves questions of life without going to God or without reaching beyond themselves. The world has tried a lot of remedies and lotions, but nothing really satisfies. And so the world keeps on scratching. How easy it is to confuse a physical itch with a spiritual itch. A physical itch simply is caused by a bug or some sort of chemical reaction to the skin, but the spiritual itch 
is caused by an indoor, inborn desire to find purpose and satisfaction and peace in life. The problem comes when people fail to realize or recognize an itch for what it is. We cannot physically satisfy that which is only to be satisfied spiritually. And so the book of Acts records us all those acts of the, the disciples as they met the world and its itching and tried to offer to them the word of God. The apostles spoke and acted and proclaimed that ignoring God is a problem. To seek answers about life while ignoring God only makes matters worse. So the disciples lived and, and taught that only through Jesus could life be made new, could life find satisfaction and hope. Life needs a turnaround. And we cannot do this by ourselves. By ourselves, we only tend to make a, a bad matter worse. The itching only intensifies. The searching only leads to more searching. And people really try. A number of remedies are offered up as a, as a cure for understanding life. Maybe more possessions um, will answer the question, if we can surround ourselves with material goods, uh, maybe we will feel better. And maybe we won't um, be lacking peace and comfort in our lives. And politics is often considered as a satisfactory answer. If, uh, if we can attain enough and accomplish enough, maybe we will feel better about life. Also, Gaining prestige and power and property are all important, but they are not the final answer to life. I don't know how many of you uh, remember uh, music from 1969, but I want to share a thought about a popular song sung by Peggy Lee that spoke to this. The song started out about a house fire the loss of possessions, the loss of memories, the loss of security, and all the bad feelings that there were after the house was gone. And the refrain went, is that all there is? Is that the end of happiness? Is that all there is? The second verse was about the circus and entertainment and all of the things that one might experience. And when the circus is over, the refrain asked, is that all there is? Is entertainment all that there is? Another verse was about disappointing results. Can there be a disappointing romance? Is that all there is to life? Is that all there is? is if that's all there is, my friends, then let's keep dancing. Let's break out the booze and have a ball if that's all there is. When the itch of life is deep inside, when a person does not know God or who he is or what he has done, how can there be relief? The Ethiopian official had the scripture, but he did not understand. 
And Philip was sent by the Holy Spirit to climb up in the chariot and explain Scripture to him. And the official was so moved that he asked to be baptized. And I wonder how many modern-day chariot riders are there in the world today that do not understand the message of God's Word? How many people do not know what it means that God so loved the world He gave His only begotten Son that all those who believe in them would not perish but have everlasting life? And the world certainly um, misconstrues Scripture um, to think that God is only uh, present to condemn us for our wrongfulness. But in the next verse, John 3, 17, we read, Jesus came not to condemn the world, but to save the world. There are chariots of all kinds. And people's of all descriptions that need us to come on board with them and be Jesus to them with our actions, uh, with our habits, with our doings, with our speech, with our example. Take the story of the Apostle Paul in Athens, for example. As you remember from a, a message a few weeks ago, Athens was the great cultural and religious center of the world, a place where philosophers from all over came to share their thoughts and their ideas. And I think Paul heard every idea that was adrift in the world during his visit. And he, he observed all of the altars to all of the gods that had been dedicated by the people who believed in them. And when Paul had an opportunity to speak, he commended them for being very religious people. But he also commented on their altar to an unknown God. And then Paul began to share with them the story of the God of creation and the God of revelation and the God of salvation. And Paul explained to them how God had sent his son to provide believers with everlasting life through his death and resurrection. And some people scoffed, and others wanted to know more. The quest for eternal life is the ultimate itch. Are you able to identify the itches that you have in your life? Have you found total satisfaction? Is eternal hope the light that dawns in your life every morning? Is the security of the eternal promise, the power that allows for rest at night? Is Jesus answering the itches of your life? It is not easy to accept the fact that we are totally dependent upon God the Father for eternal satisfaction. It is a challenge to confess that we cannot by our own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ or come to him. We cannot substitute physical satisfaction for spiritual need. We cannot claim physical power for eternal grace. To ignore the spiritual medication which allows us to live in peace means 
we live with an itch, lest we forget. We have the privilege of gathering every Sunday morning and confessing our sins and receiving the message and the promise of forgiveness and eternal peace. We confront a loving God who has promised eternal life and peace through Jesus Christ, our Lord. We see each other and are glad that there is this company of believers who rejoice in God's love. We celebrate redemption and show the world that we love God. We live in freedom and experience that the itch is gone. Satisfaction is ours through Jesus Christ who accepted the cross, that we might be made righteous. And so, as we begin a new church year, um, we begin, in a sense, an opportunity for a new challenge, to be somehow involved with others that we might speak to the itch they have in their life, and that we might share with them the satisfaction we have found that God is on our side, and God has provided for us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus the Lord. Amen.